Mike Schaefer. There's a part of me that really thinks that there's a Sasquatch. Mike Schaefer. I think the issues here are largely football-related. Mike Schaefer. People are like, oh, the Vikings are terrible. And it's yeah. Like, yeah, terrible teams always go 13-4. and four. Mike Schaefer. Never feel remotely anything other than just this is awesome with a playoff. Mike Schaefer. Last week I was accused of sounding like I had done a line of uh, illegal drug. Mike Schaefer. On the 42 Degrees, the source hotline from Husker247.com. Or you can call it 24-7. Mm-hmm. I do. I like to call it Husker 24-7. I do, too. Because it reminds me that they're covering the Huskers 24-7. Yeah. Hi, Shafe. How are we doing, guys? Good, man. I bet you're doing pretty good. Uh, your investment in those season tickets has really paid off this year. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, what, four years out of uh, 15 or so that, <laughs> that have really kind of come through with, with winning years and years that seem to matter, so... Yeah, that's a pretty good percentage, about 25%, a little over. Uh, but, no, I mean, it's, they're a fun team. It's, I still don't know at any point if I will trust them. Uh, but <laughs> last night was, like, exceedingly pleasant. I'm not used to that sort of Nebraska basketball experience. Outside of, like, the first five minutes of the game, you know, for the most part, they were able to kind of to turn things on and just sort of pulled away. I, again, I, I don't anticipate that to be a thing that happens often. But the fact that they could do it once, it sure be nice to see it a few more times. Shafe, along those lines, how, how do you think that they've been able to reach this particular level? It's a one thing to win the game. You know, it's another thing to do so quite comfortably. And, that, and last night was not the first time that they've done that this year. They've got, I mean, they've got their best team in a long time. I mean, they, they've had teams that have had, uh, you know, the tournament team in 2013-14, Turan Petaway basically put that team on his back and carried him over. They don't have that version of a team. They don't have, you know, obviously it's weird to say after Rink Mass just had 34 points, but I think anyone that saw Rink Mass in the Rutgers and Northwestern game were shocked to see that he had 34 points against Ohio State on, on Tuesday night. They, they have a very balanced team. They have guys that can step up each night. I mean, last night was Rink Mast and C.J. Wilcher. Bryce Williams contributed, obviously. You got contributions from some other guys as well, but those were sort of the primary ones. You know, and there's other times where we saw on on Saturday, you know, against Northwestern, Josiah Alec led the charge. And then it was Casey Tomanaga hitting the big three at the end of distance uh, away from Northwestern to, to allow Nebraska to get that win. And so they've got a deeper team. They've got, you know, six, seven guys they feel pretty good about at all times. Uh, if Joan Gary is healthy, I think the feeling of this team goes up a little bit as well. But the fact that they could have a few guys who maybe aren't on, but collectively as a team, you're getting four or five performances that are pretty good. They're, they're tough because of it. And then Rick Mass presents a variety of issues for teams just because anytime you have a big guy that can hit threes and can extend and Fred Hoiberg's ability to, to create offense allows for those backdoor cuts. They, they kind of have, you know, you've heard from different coaches say this. Chris Collins was one. I'm sure Ohio State's coach felt similar. Really kind of hard to defend when Nebraska is able to run their offense as they want to. So they've, they've got just a team that we're not used to seeing. And that doesn't mean they aren't flawed in some ways and that they don't have um, some, some problems that are going to pop up. 
but for the most part, they are uh, they're well built, and it's unusual, like I said, to, to sort of see that. So you said you're not quite ready yet to trust them, but I don't know that anyone can. I mean, like I have 30 years of baggage with Nebraska sure. basketball. I don't know that that can just go away during one season. And then you see the way that they've lost some of these games. I mean, in, in every they've had a lead in almost every Big Ten contest. They've led by double digits on the road multiple times and lost. Yeah. Like, it's just a tough um, – it, it's tough to tell yourself that this team is going to be the one that gets over the hump because they put themselves in position to get over the hump in these critical games, and they didn't finish them out. So, you know, are they going to be able to finish out the season is sort of the, the real stupid allegory I guess I would use here. But at the same time, would it be a disappointment now if they don't make the tournament? Um, I don't know if we're quite at that point yet. I mean, we'll see sort of how the rest of this month plays out. Their schedule sets up really nicely. They have, I think, the second easiest schedule in the conference going forward. Um, you know, so there's there's going to be opportunity. It's just what do they do with it? And then obviously all these things are fickle, right? Like you can have a great-looking team, and then there's a couple injuries in the month of February, and suddenly that depth that you thought that you had is no longer there. Rink Mask could have a knee injury, and that could be critical, you know, or re-injure his knee, I should have said. Uh, and that could be critical for what Nebraska's trying to do. But, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's fair to have expectations for this team. I mean, it's always fair to have expectations for any team. And I think at this point it's fair to expect them to play in the postseason and for that postseason to be the NCAA variety and not the NIT variety. What, what's the play when, when Gary is available again? Like, how do you think they work him back in? It's a good question because I I feel like they found something with, with Alec and, you know, with Max hitting these threes, he's going to extend some of those bigs out, and then they just kind of let Alec go to work a little bit. And uh, I don't know that he'll ever go straight up for another shot again. I think he's going to pump fake and lead the Big Ten in pump fakes per game. <laughs> where I, the last two, uh, two nights, I think he's been at like 12 pump fakes. <laughs> it's pretty insane. But teams are biting hard. And so, um, you know, I, I think – I think Gary will initially come off of the bench until you know that you have the full complement of his skill sets and you can give him all those minutes, uh, and then you'll probably work him back in. And here's, a, here's sort of the wild thing. Like you can make a case that that guy is at times their best player, and so they're doing this without him, and they didn't really miss a beat against Rutgers. They just didn't finish the game. They didn't miss him that much against Northwestern or against Ohio State. And yet adding him gives them a different element because of how good he can be as an offensive rebound uh, you know, player and how good he can be on both ends of the court at times. And so it's, it's just weird to say, like, this guy could be your best player, but you could also survive without him if you need to. Like, it's just, a, it's just so oddly built for them to have this much depth. It's, it's unlike any other Nebraska basketball team I've watched in the last 20 years. I mean, they're, they're normally built on one guy and a bunch of role players. This is sort of built on a bunch of really good role players and no one particular great player. It's just odd. Well, speaking of building things around one great player, you've got the potential of Dylan Rayola being that player. Uh, anything that you were able to glean from the week of Polynesian Bowl prep? I know a lot of folks tweeted out the video of the touchdown pass and also the pass to Carter Nelson, but and any anything that that goosed your uh, 
anxiousness to see this young man from that week, or was was it not that surprising? I mean, there was, there was nothing there that I wasn't expecting to see. I mean, there's nothing I learned that I wasn't expecting to hear or read. So I, for me, it was just sort of the continuation of uh, this is a really good quarterback. This is the best high school quarterback we've seen Nebraska bring in. My excitement to see what he can do as a player is really high. Um, and so that's just sort of where we're at and where we have been at. And so I, I don't think anything's changed in that regard at all. Shafe, um, this past weekend for Nebraska, uh, or really, I guess the last week, they continue to add players, and, and I don't want to continue to call back to you know our conversations after the first signing day, but I know that I have been very struck, not only by the addition of players from the portal, because I think that that kind of hit the max number that we expected, but that they're still adding players for the 2024 class. Like, what, what do you make of the additions that this program has continued to put together, given that we thought that, that they had kind of closed up shop until, I guess, after you know the spring? with with some moving and shaking that we expect and yet it, it still doesn't seem like it's done yeah i mean i, I think it, it just comes down to the fact that this is a staff that never is never done turning over rocks to find players i mean if they feel like there's guys out there that can help them they're going to do it there's situations out there they can take advantage of they're going to do it i think one thing that i missed the mark on and it just sort of dawned on me while josh was asking that question we do hear a lot about how, because of the current transfer portal situation, the current COVID year situation, there's a lot of high school guys that aren't getting scholarship offers the way they used to. Is it possible that Nebraska is doing a nice job finding some of those players who don't have great opportunities and working in this NIL scholarship thing with them? Like, could that be a Xander Ruggeroli? Could that be a Jordan Ochoa? Could that be, you know, some of these guys that we've sort of end up in Nebraska's class thus far. So it might just be they're taking advantage of a situation like that right now, and they're able to link some things out because they have a good NIL situation and operation um, up and running, or at least one where the players seem to trust it relative to what we're hearing about some other programs around the country. So I, I just think that they are always looking to add talent. They're very flexible in how they can do it. Now, there comes a point where you just don't have the scholarship. And things are going to look really, really different when we get to the spring and what they look like right now. But it's a uh, it's a unique deal, and I just give them a lot of credit for always being willing to try something. You know, some staffs would have already been so far into 2025, they wouldn't have considered stopping by to see Jordan Ochoa work out in Colorado. They wouldn't have considered reaching out to Keona Wilhite and getting him out for an official visit uh, to add to the defensive line because they were already on to 2025. I mean, the staff has is, is, had the massive visit weekend over the weekend for 25s and 26s. And then on Sunday night, they start hosting a 2024. Like they're just, they're always working. I, I have to give them a lot of credit in that regard. Um, you know, I, I, again, there's no assurances that it's going to go great, but it feels like if you're always willing to put yourself forth and you do a good job in terms of evaluation, you might hit on some of these guys that could be really helpful and impactful for you. Mike Schaefer of Husker 24-7. Of course, Glenn Thomas was added as quarterback's coach last week. What do we know about him or how he will help this staff in recruiting? I know he was a big part with Charlie Brewer and sort of Charlie Brewer's um, ascension in, in 2019 to, to being a pretty solid college quarterback that was able to handle that Baylor offense and what they were able to do. I know he has a wealth of NFL and college experience. I just think he's a veteran coach. And the other thing I like about him, he's been in this situation before. He's been a 
essentially a co-offensive coordinator. He's been, uh, he's worked with Marcus Satterfield, Matt Rule. Like, there's just nothing about this that feels like it's going to be particularly out of place. There's nothing about it that feels like it's going to, uh, you know, be a distraction or an issue. Uh, and I just think, like, this is a, a veteran coach. This is what people wanted. They wanted something different at quarterback after Marcus Satterfield was there last year when they missed out on, on Jake Peets, who chose to stay with the Los Angeles Rams. And so because of it, Nebraska's uh, moved on. They've done something different. And you have to give Matt Rule at least credit for being willing to change things and, and adjust things as necessary. He wants the offense to be better than it was. And they went out and they got a veteran coach to help at the most important position. They went out and they got a five-star quarterback to help at the most important position. And now we're going to find out how quickly those things can come together to elevate Nebraska as a program. Shave, who do you like in the conference championship games? I think I'm probably taking both one seeds at this point. Um, I, I guess as I look at this, I have a tough time with what the Bills sort of did to the Chiefs last uh, last week. You know, they were able to move the ball on them. They were able to hold the clock. They were able to just possess the clock. Uh, and I think Baltimore can do that to an even better level than what we saw from Buffalo. And I think Baltimore's defense is better. Now, can Lamar play like Josh Allen to put his team in that situation on third and 17 or third and 13 and make that throw into the corner of the end zone? That I don't know. Um, but I, Baltimore is such a veteran, steady team. It really kind of feels like they're a bit of a machine. Um, and the Kansas City story, which you and I sort of felt like was coming when we've had this conversation in other platforms, um, just, I don't know, maybe I'm being an idiot betting against it, but I, I just feel like Baltimore is a better team. And as good as Patrick Mahomes is, this would be stunning if he can take this team through Buffalo and through Baltimore and put them in a Super Bowl. And then on the other side of it, again, same thing. I just feel like the 49ers are better. Obviously, I've been down on the Lions the entire time, yet here they are in the NFC Championship <laughs> game. Um, now, one point went over the Rams, played a Tampa Bay team that people felt like wasn't even supposed to be in the playoffs. But I thought was Tampa was pretty good, and I thought they gave them a game. Yep. Uh, and the Lions responded every time they needed to. And so they showed up, and they did what they had to do. Uh, it'll be really interesting. Jared Goff on the road, outdoors. You know, there's a lot of focus on how Purdy played in the weather. I don't know that it's a given that Jared Goff is going to go light things up if conditions aren't great outside either. And so I trust probably the 49ers more here. But I think if there was going to be an upset in one of these games, I'd actually maybe lean toward the Lions over the Chiefs. Wow. Interesting. Disrespecting the Chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) I, I didn't catch that. What did John say? I said disrespecting the Chiefs. Yeah, well, you know, there's only so many different ways that you can say that they've achieved or overachieved expectations with the worst roster of a team that's gone to six straight AFC championship games. There's a certain level of Chiefs fan that if you give anyone else any sort of platitude or respect, uh, they get really upset about that. We get it. You're good. That's yeah. Playing on Sunday. Yeah, we do. But but by pointing that out, you're, you're disrespecting also them. Disrespecting them. Yep, indeed. Even though it's Tough true. To be a Chiefs fan. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mike Schaefer, Husker 247. Schaefer, thank you. Thank you, Schaefer. All right, guys. Have a good one. There he goes, Mike Schaefer, joining us on the 42 Degrees, the Source Hotline. Um, Young Peter, can you look in the system Mm. and Mm. see if we have the CBS 
NCAA basketball music, please. And I would search Peter March Madness or March Madness. Yeah, 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 or CBS. No, you were Peter. You were in the right spot. He is talking about in next gen. Yeah. Oh yes, in next gen. In next gen. In seg. The, the seg. The segue. The segue category. Yep. Do so you know how to do the searches, Peter? Yes. All right. Well, while he's uh, while he's doing that, um, you know, we were talking about Nebraska basketball. There we go. Nice. Hit the music. Thanks to my buddy Bart. Oh, what? What now? Who you rooting for? What? It's back? Oh, no. See, I don't like new who you rooting for. I love new who you rooting for. I like it when you had to do copious amounts of work. I did. Yeah, I like it. I had old... to type in barttorvik.com and then oh, click a couple of links. This stinks. Tonight. This sucks. You're rooting for Rhode Island over Fordham. Missouri State over Drake. Southern Illinois over Valpo, Washington over Colorado, Rice over Florida Atlantic, and I'll throw in a bonus. You're rooting for Villanova over St. John's. And Those are the for- highest leverage games to Nebraska's tournament resume, according to Bart. We got a text during the Shafe conversation um, from Adam, listener Adam. He says, Shave speaking like a true beaten down NU fan. Always cautious, LOL. In reality, NU has only been out of two games. Creighton and Wisconsin. Creighton, on the one or on the other hand, has been out of three games. UConn, UNLV, and Colorado State. Creighton fans aren't losing their minds, yet NU fans still don't trust their team. Nebraska basketball fan has been beaten down so much mentally, always waiting for the other shoe to drop. They don't know how to handle prosperity. Well, that's, I mean, is that surprising? I don't think it is because there's it a part of me be. that's what they're 15 and five now, right? 15 and five. And so there's a part of me that says, what am I waiting for? You know, what am I waiting for with this team? The everything, everyone loves them. The metrics love them. All the nerds love them. It's a lot of us saying, yeah, but normally, I, you know, I think if they get just one, a singular road victory. In so the they got to get a road dub. And a lot of people will be. Much more at Because there was a comment um, from yeah, Amazing Daniel on YouTube. He says, it would be really tough to gear up as a fan next season if we don't make the tournament the year we beat the number one team. You can't. Okay. What? I'm not chastising you, Daniel. I'm not chastising anyone who feels that way. Just because you beat a number one team doesn't mean you make the tournament. No, John, that's not what he's saying. He's saying it would be hard for me to get excited. Like, they're good this year. They beat the number one team. I understand that, but... This doesn't have to be a football mentality. No, 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 no. it's not that. It's upsets happen. Sure. Upsets happen. They beat the number one team this time. The first time in 40 years. The 1981 team beat number one, and they didn't go to the tournament. Nobody remembers 1981. I, I get that, but... But we pretend like, well, they beat number one. That means they'll go to the tournament. No, it happens every year. Uh, may- we see the number one team get beat all the time. It's don't don't fixate. That's all I'm saying. Don't fixate on just that one game. Look at the totality of what they have done this season. And yes, it, we can have the conversation. Would it should would would it could it should it be a disappointment if they don't make the tournament at this point with. Basically, five weeks left in the season. I feel like the answer sure. to that is yes. Like sure. Unequivocally, I, I think that it's okay to say this would be a bummer of a year if they don't make it. But but that's part of the reason why. Part of the reason why it would be a bummer is because they beat Purdue. 
Well, yes, that's part of the reason. That's that's but, the main part of the reason. But it's not only uh, that they have a solid John, they have a good record and they have a pelt on the wall. I don't know why you can't why that's like, because because I because too many people just look at that. Remember, the AP poll is just a rank. It, no it's just a rank. I feel like you are applying a, a certain mindset right now that doesn't exist. It's more the record is good, and included in that good record is a win over a good team, which they I, well, did yes. have in yeah. seventeen well, eighteen. Sure. But we're not talking about them being in the tournament today because of their record today. It's about how they're going to finish because that's the record that's going to determine whether they get into sure. the dance or not. It, the the idea of what well, would be hard to get up for next season, I mean, yeah, it'd be another disappointment, but my God, people, how many disappointments have you been through and you keep coming back? Well, that's what he's saying. He says saying it'd be hard to do it again next year if they if this was the team that didn't make it. Dude, I, just, I can't imagine. I mean, the team that Tim Miles had that finished fourth place in the Big Ten, that was pretty disappointing that they beat, didn't they make didn't it. They didn't beat a team as good as Purdue, though, that year. That's I understand that, but they had a record and they finished fourth this place is fandom. in the Big Ten. I'm so stunned by your take right now. This is fandom. Well, no, th- no, yes, it, I know it's fandom, but what I'm saying is this is a fan base. Keep that coming back beaten, to get kicked in the jewels? Is that what you're saying? the crap out of. Take it from me. I know. I'm a Cub fan. I went through it every year. So what do you say? And we kept coming back because that's what fans do. I mean, Daniel's going to still be there. I know. I'm confused. I feel like you're... Well, I don't I, I don't understand that, well, it would be so hard to come back next year. But you'll do it. Sure. But, I mean, John, I felt the same way after Dallas got eliminated a couple weeks ago. It's like, this sucks. You put all of that time and effort into caring about a team, and then they let you down. Sure. Like, in the moment, it's, it's okay to be like, I don't want to watch them again. But of course I'll be back in September. No well, one's yeah. done, just like he will be. I know. By the way, he he also asked, how have they only been out of two games when they've lost five? I I would assume what Adam meant is they got blown out in two games and the games were never close whatsoever. Well, you can yeah, still I lose mean, three other games when you're you know not out of them. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean Creighton, obviously that one was done at halftime. And the Wisconsin game was horrible. Minnesota was definitely not done at halftime. I think four of they the was five losses are by double digits. So Are they? There's yeah. Only, I mean, the, the, the Wisconsin I game, I they weren't really in that. That game sucked. No. The Minnesota um, game they were in, the Iowa game they were, I mean, they had the lead in the second half. I know what the final score was, but they had a lead true. in the second half of that game, and then who's the other true. loss we're And then Rutgers. Right yeah, that went down to the wire, too. So, yeah, yeah. that makes I th- I was right but, on the same wavelength with Adam. Sure. Sure. No one's leaving, John. No one's leaving. No, I know they're He's not. followed up. He says, I didn't say I wasn't coming back. The question was about whether the expectation – is here now, and if it's a failure to not make the tournament, and I oh, think the- okay, so he's going a different direction. The, uh, I mean, I, again, I it, it listen perfectly understandable at this point when you've gotten this far to expect it to and now expect that they'll be in the tournament. Sure, it is perfectly legit to expect that and be disappointed if it doesn't happen. They have, Absolutely. They have good wins. They have a good I like good how Dan wins, puts it. The and win they have over a good the, record, the, and they've played well. And Dan says, I think it well, too. The win over the number one team doesn't feel like a fluke. It, that was the thing that I took away that night was, wow, this doesn't feel fluky. And last night, and that's the thing, is you, I, I've been watching sports long enough to know a good team when you see it. And I feel like we're watching a good team right now that's not finding ways to win games. No, they're winning games. They're finding ways to win some but other times they're just straight up winning, and well, it's you not always. You're, you're, I mean, there's no such thing as a team, especially this year in college basketball. You know, everyone's going to have to find ways to win games. Mm-hmm. You always have to do that. Last night was a really good display from Creighton and Nebraska. Can you take a punch and punch back harder? And they yeah. both did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, 
Yeah, what they did in the second half especially was spectacular. Yes, they did. Uh, next up is Maryland. Mm. Uh, and by the way, uh, that, yeah. that, if they win the Maryland game, the Bart Torvik percentage of them making the tournament yeah. soars over 80%. 80%. 80%. Okay, that would be a disappointment. 80%. Wow. Now that number will, can change. Sean Bishop hosting other... Big Red Overreaction, Nebraska Politician. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Why not? Because I, no, I'm not doing that. Okay. Why would I do that? I don't because our bosses say you have to. I don't know. I'm calling another team. What if they don't who's make it? always in the tournament. They are pretty much always in the tournament. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. Uh, we will continue. And speaking of that team that, you know, always. Is always in the tournament. Yeah. They won last night. Yes, they did. To help them get always in the tournament. 16-20 <laughs> the zone.